Life Audio. Today on Talk About That, John stays way too long at the butter pump and yearns for a simpler time when our superheroes could be a bit pudgier. Meanwhile, I share some of my pet peeves while traveling and tell the epic story of the man who played a chess match to save his own life. Plus a conversation about how getting older can make us more contemplative when it comes to things like traffic. Today's episode is not sponsored by Little Caesars Pizza. What do you expect? It's five bucks. Get off our back. But first, a word from our actual sponsor. Hey, Johnny, it's another episode of Talk About That, and uh, I got no pithy coming in. You didn't come in with a... I got... You couldn't have said... You Sometimes you say, buckle up. Yeah, I, I started to, but I thought, they're tired of hearing that one. Yeah. I wonder if they notice things Bring like that. Bring your seat bags to their full and upright and locked position. I wonder if they can hear us right now. The audience? Yeah. Hope so. Yeah. Are you recording? I'm just saying we're having very internal yeah. monologue type conversations yeah. like behind the scenes. You know, everything here is behind the scenes. Have you been on a plane recently that's newer and you notice that the seat bags don't go back anymore? I've not noticed that. They've removed that capability for some planes let's be honest they weren't going back much no and it's an encroachment i think i talked about this before but i think if you're a good person you don't lean your seat back i always lean my seat back hmm. <laughs> i'm not changing my position <laughs> his face if you're watching video right then that was a classic i'm not i'm not changing <laughs> i don't think he was putting on i, I think that was a true like traveler like mm, you're one of those yeah i we call them. I was right about you. We're we are judgmental travelers. Uh, well, I just in the do airport, it, I do it a lot, and so yeah, when you see people there that are not like they're amateur travelers, yeah, or they're just here's one thing that bothers me. I hate being just pet peeve. Ugh. Okay, Johnny's so critical. There's a thing when a family or just a big group is walking in an airport, and they for some reason want to walk side by side, uh-huh. block the whole hall. I call it a flesh wall. You're trying to get around <laughs> this flesh wall. It's like, yeah. what are you doing to me? Yeah. Just get to your plane. Go two by two or something if you want. Right. Two no, of you, Noah's Ark this thing. Don't line up like hands across America. <laughs> right. A red Rover, Red Rover. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my wife and I'll be like, here comes a flesh wall. <laughs> Got to get around. <laughs> yeah. She goes right. I go left. We call them non-trads. What? Because like in, in, so in college. Okay. Uh, if you are not like a, you know, you're not a kid who came out of high school or it sounds like we hate 20s, people. It and does. I, I I'm sorry, guys. Okay. I'm letting you in on the inside judgmentalism. Okay. All right. But like a non-trad student was like someone coming back to school. Yeah. And like they're, they're like you just, you know, stumbled into class. Right. You know, after they don't you, know the shorthand of everything. Well, yet. it's not just that we stumble into class and we put our heads in our desk and we just try to do as little as possible. Yeah. And don't, don't, you know, mm-hmm. But a non-trad student is actually excited about learning, right? Like they're same there. with the airport. The yeah, people are like, "Look at look at all the planes! Right. They're showing We're going up. to Disney!" And, and they're, they're like, like, "I'm just trying to get to Tulsa yeah. on time." And they're asking the professor all kinds of questions, is giving us all extra work. Yeah, that's a great idea. You know, yeah. you guys should write an essay about that tonight. You're like, "Oh, you know, like oh, right. so." Yeah, it was a real. Uh, but non-trads were actually good students. That was a thing. Yeah. It was. It was. We're the ones who are bad. There's nothing worse than a good student. I know. I think if anything, you learn from the podcast. Like I want to go back to school and I'll, I'll be the non-trad because I actually love learning now that I've yeah. grown into that age. So I yeah. liked learning then too. I just needed the grade more and wanted to yeah. accomplish getting through college so that I could get a job and make money. And yeah, still working on that. 
But, uh, yeah. Non-trad. I mean, non, you know what it means. No. Non-traditional student. Non-traditional student. Okay. Non-trad. So Laura and I will see someone in the airport and you're like, that's a non-trad traveler. Like, you know what I'm saying? A non-trav, if you will. Oh, I think Johnny just made it. I like Johnny. He doesn't make all the things that you do, but he makes all the things you do better. I'm (laughs) B-A-S-F. People don't know that reference probably. Yeah, it's an old, it's an old 80s reference. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I travel enough now that I guess I do have a little, you told me this though, and I was, I was kind of getting to this last episode. I was talking about how. You, you, I've seen, I don't want to say growth because that makes it, it's very condescending to be like, you've really grown, John. <sighs> I used to, couldn't stand you. No, but it's, it's inspiring to see you kind of like learn to rest and learn to like live in the moment a little more and not just live from like accomplishment to accomplishment. As a parent, I see you kind of developing that and it's really kind of cool and I'm, it's inspiring to me. And uh, one of the ways I see it is that you don't have as much road rage. Yeah. Like you even said it the other day, you go, I used to think of like, they're on my road and you go, I had a thought the other day where I was like, you know what? This is our road. Yeah. I was like, that's a very like deep thought. Yeah. It's a very profound way to look at it. Like we're supposed to share this. It's not just my road and it exists only when I get on it. Like it, it's almost like you think your parents were born the day that you were born. Uh You think that road is here so you can get from here to Hermitage. Right. So and I the get, other people are in your way. Yeah. That's kind of how I'm treating the airport people. And so I get that, that there's an oh, yeah. irony there. But, We're completely joking about the airport yeah, people. But, yeah. but it, it is like a change of, I wanted to write a book called Share the Road because it, it works. Yeah. For all things, that's what we're doing with political process right now. Yeah, we think this is about me, my tribe, or my right zero sum game. Right. If I win, they have to lose. Right. They want to destroy the country just for the sheer joy of it. I'm right. a patriot. They I'm would a hero. Love it if yeah. they destroyed the country in which they live as well. Right. right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, it, 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 and I still get frustrated, but I'll. It's so funny we're driving and someone will be slow, and I'll be like. <sighs> and I'll have like this moment, you know, yeah. and I'll go, hey, you know what? And I'll turn to Laura. It'll be like this kind of joke. I'll be like, but you know what? It's good because we're sharing the road. Yeah. Like, you know what? This person has just, and I'll t- talk my way a yeah. little bit. Um, I laugh sometimes at it. Like if I'm in the fast lane and I'm already doing 10 over, yeah. just enough to where you won't get a ticket. I'm doing 80 and a 70. Yep. Somebody will come up behind me and I see them barreling at me. Uh-huh. I'll go over just so they don't have to like, they, go, they, they kind of honk at me as they go by and uh-huh. give me the... I honestly look at Curry and I go, that person's in a way bigger hurry than we are. Uh-huh. Like, I just, I have to have, like, look, I don't know where they're headed. I hope they're not going to get into a wreck. They're late. We're yeah. not late. We're just doing this to get there. They're late. So, God bless them. There is a, uh, there's a stat that came out, and Tennessee is one of the highest, among states, it's one of the highest places for, it has some of the most shootings from road rage. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Nashville, I feel Ugh. like I know people who have seen guns pulled on them, multiple people. That's crazy. Like personally know. Like yeah. someone pulled up beside them, held up a gun or pointed a gun at them because they were mad about what happened on the road. Crazy. And so like trying to put a daughter on the road. Yeah. You know, um, there's a story I'd love to tell here, but I'm nervous about it. No, you don't have to. You know, Is this where you gave Sadie a gun and said, run amok, sweetie? You go, go out there. <laughs> <laughs> Before I even taught her to drive, I was like, you're going to need this. <laughs> well, She's I like, mean, what about this seatbelt? No, 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 no. Let's talk about the gun. I mean, that, that, that's what our show is now. Let's talk about the gun. It's one of those, like, I, it's, I don't want this city to go that way. Yeah. And I do think that there, there is something in the culture of it means, like, this is my yeah. 
I've been wronged and I have to right a wrong. Yeah. I'm being slighted. And it's it's a pride thing too because it's like you're you you can't just let it go for whatever reason in in traffic if somebody you know disrespects you it runs all over you and you're by yourself sometimes yeah it's a weird thing that happens to you it is it's like a different part of you is engaged like it, I will confess this I was running this week and I really appreciate that confession it was gosh. I feel so much better. And, you know, I'm watching, so you run against traffic. Uh-huh. And I, I have to always turn around and look behind me if a car's coming to see if another car's coming behind me. If they're mm-hmm. going to, it's, it's uncanny. Yeah. Like five cars may come by and two of them will pass each other at the exact same time, which means I'm now can't get right. out to get in a ditch. Know. Yeah. So there was a car, a car coming, but there's another car I thought that they had time. And I'm running, and I'm watching, and I'm watching, and I'm watching, and they're not slowing down, number one, at Mm -hmm. all. And they're not getting over one bit. Yeah. And so I just jump into the ditch, really high grass. Oh, boy. And and I I do have this. This is the confession. Like, I do have this, like, I don't think this time, but sometimes I'll just throw my hands up. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you? You know? And I just kind of looked at them and stared them down as they went by, kind of yeah. thing, you know, as they zoomed by. And they stuck out their hand out the window. And they I don't think they were flipping me off. They were, they were either waving sorry yeah, or they were telling me to get over, get out of the way. Huh. But whatever it was, but here's the crazy thing now because I live They're in They're like, that, hey, that's my pastor. There yeah. was somebody that goes to church here. They're waving. They're Hulk, if you love Jesus. And so here's the crazy thing, though, now, yeah. now that I live in, you know, it's not that we live in, in a really dangerous place, but the six in me. Because mm-hmm. this is mostly my time listening to great music and getting my, you know, I'm, I'm all the centering and everything. Um, the six in me right. is like thinking, uh, you just disrespected that person and you're out here in this sort of deserted area. Yeah. And they could turn around and come back and shoot you. Yeah. Like you're unprotected. They've got a car. You've got running shorts. Yeah. And like, I, until I made the next turn, I looked behind me the whole, I kept looking back every probably minute. Yeah. To make sure that car wasn't coming back to reckon with me. It's an exciting way to run, though, because now you have this extra. It's like I gotta hurry up. I gotta hurry up and get to this next place, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in retrospect, that's probably a... it's like if you, you you built in that little adrenaline for yourself. I like it. It's like if you ever left, like you watch Mission Impossible or something, and you're walking out of the parking lot, you have this extra exaggerated uh-huh. sense of yourself. Like yeah. maybe I'm an action star. Yeah. Like no, I'm just gonna go over here to. Right. I'm going to go over here to Panda Express and get some. I ate a large popcorn. Yeah. You know, the, the whole self-buttering system now they have? Yeah, it's out of control. That's that's a mistake. I stand there a long time. McDonald's is taking the soda pumps out of their restaurants, and I wonder what that decision's about. Is it because we can't be trusted with soda? Man, I don't know. Is it to try to make the restaurant classier? I need to figure it's, that it's out. It's too late. I've, I, need to, I need to try to figure that out. Don't like, change what you're doing. Because the insides of McDonald's are getting like more nice. They're getting industrial metals you, and things, and like the they're, they're muted colors. They're not the bright or orange and reds and yellows. It's like a, it's like this. They're trying to make it a let's go hang out at McDonald's. But nobody's doing that. But I don't know what they're doing. But they're spending billions of dollars to do it. And taking the soda pumps out is the next step in that. Don't you long for a simpler time when you could just squirt butter directly into your mouth? Yes, like you know, <laughs> like a human being. <laughs> you can trust me with this butter. I'm not going to be, you're not going to get in trouble. Mm. Let me abuse this let butter. Me, yeah. Can you, let me yeah, mainline let, let this me, butter. Yeah. <laughs> but it's become a problem. Like if you give people their own butter. Yeah. It's what's going to, what could go wrong? By the way, you know, it's not butter. I can't believe it's not butter. It's partially, 
partially hydrogenated soybean oil. That's what popcorn butter, uh, movie theater butter is. But it's so delicious when it soaks into the kernel. Yeah. Yeah. Is, like, is it better than butter? Do you I like submit to you? Do you like soggy popcorn when it gets a lot of butter, it becomes soggy? Mm-mm. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Then I'm like, ooh, we got enough. Here's the thing, too. People do that with cereal. They go, this cereal retains its crunch in milk. It doesn't. I like soggy cereal. Depends on the cereal. Yeah. Like uh, not like mushy like life cereal. Which fruity all this pebbles. Mush. Sog it up. Sog it up. I'm down. That's what that should be their new slogan. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it will be now. Slog it up. So, slog it or sog it? Slog, slog it would be like... That's what, a, what did I, what did I say? Slog fast, you're punching. <laughs> slog. You're fighting. Hey, uh, speaking of slogans, yeah, uh, we should take a word to hear from a few of our sponsors. Okay. Yeah, sorry if I, if I inserted a random consonant into the word sog. Words are important, John. I know. Okay, so this is true. So I've been doing, I've been reading from my journal on stage. Uh-huh. Like it's a joke book and I just kind of, jokes I'm working on, I try out. I put yeah. them over music and stuff. It's a fun thing I do. And so I sell these journals at my table. It's kind of a whole bit. And they're fun. And uh, I've talked about it on the show before, but uh, somebody came to my show last night and they had their daughter with them. They were in the front row. They watched the show. And they had bought a journal evidently after or before the show. Okay. So they were in the lobby and they went ahead and bought one. It's dangerous. What if you weren't funny? And so this, uh, probably she was 11 or 12. She's writing down. She's writing. I didn't notice it. But then the mother came to me after. She goes, this is my daughter. Uh, I can't remember her name. She said, she's autistic. And so I bought her a journal and she was writing during a show. I go, oh, that's so neat. And she had like little like dashes and then like crossed out. When she gets to five, she crossed. You know how you do with like yeah. one, two, yeah. three, four, five. And it was like in different categories. And I was like, oh, she was counting like the jokes. She goes, I go, that's really neat. I go, did she enjoy it? She loved it. And I go, what was, she, what, what was she keeping track of? She goes, she was keeping track of the different words that you were saying that she's not allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I thought it was so neat, like an autistic girl enjoyed the show. And then it was like, oh, wow, Jeez. the show's kind of edgy for us. Yeah. Like, and it was just funny. And so later on, and I looked at the thing, I took a picture of it. No, 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 I didn't. I, I was like, oh, I should have taken a picture of that. And then later on, the mother, because this was like the aunt, I think, that had brought her the show. Okay. So then the mother's like, when my daughter got home, she showed me this, and then I heard that blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, she, I said, please send me a photo. Wow. And so she sent me a photo of the page of the journal that she had written, and it was like S, D, and I was like, what are these? What are the words? And she goes, one was stupid, which uh, I do say stupid a lot. She's dumb. Stupid. Uh, I think I said crap once. Oh, it's a big one. Yeah, but I said dumb. I say dummy and dumb a lot. Uh, you yeah, know, I wouldn't. Even when I'm saying, it's like a little, it's like a little adjective that I throw in. Like I've been doing, I've seen 48 states yeah. over the last 15 years doing this dumb job. Yeah, you say. Yeah. I'm trying to minimize it a little bit. It's usually like, towards yourself. Great. Yeah. So, or my wife calls me a dummy. If I have yeah. a night terror, you know, you dummy. What are you doing? But anyway, like that's a bad word in their house. So she was just keeping track of like how many times I broke rules that she wow. has. Maybe she's going to use it as like leverage of like the comedian got to. Right. But it was such a funny like. Yeah. I was like, oh, how neat. Oh. She kept track of mine. She's like, no, actually, these are the rules you broke. <laughs> she wants you to see it. So. That's great. That's great. That's but it's better. Yeah. It's better than someone just taking notes. It's great. You know what I'm saying? Please. It makes take... a, it's a better story. Yeah. It keeps you humble, which God knows. <sighs> I need something. We need some help with that. I got to have something. I mean, yeah. 
I was uh, my my brother, my twin brother uh, goes to the shows with me a lot now, and now I have jokes that I do that involve him, and I've inserted him into some of the stories in a false way. Like when I tell the story about hitting the deer, I make him the driver of the car. <laughs> and my brother's a terrible driver, but I let him drive me all over the country. Anybody have a bad driver in your family? You don't know how to tell him. I was yeah. like, if you don't know who it is in your family, it's well, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so now at the table, people come up and be like, is that true? Did you really? Are you that bad of a, <laughs> be careful out there. And he's kind of annoyed by it. So I'm trying to make a joke about him that makes me look bad now. Okay. One of the ones I have is that he's six minutes older. We're twins, but he's six minutes older. Right. And so whenever we were kids and I would, we'd be in an argument about something, he would be like, I felt that way when I was your age. <laughs> I, I used to feel that way when I was your age. Yeah. Too. You, one day when you're my age, you'll realize. Right. I just think that's such a funny. It's a great joke. You haven't have you used it yet? I haven't used it yet, but okay. I think it's a funny comeback, like a twin could use. I think you may have said it on the podcast before. Oh, have I really? I think maybe. when I was your age, I said it. I think no. so. oh, there John, you when you're my, I think, but it's good. Yeah, you need it. It's, it's time. Not everybody listens to every episode, John. So. These, do you think we repeat ourselves a lot on the podcast? I maybe don't know. we do. Probably. Dude, who knows? It's so like, many episodes, you're like, who can keep up? And maybe we tell the story better the second time. How many stories do we really have? I mean, most of these are Do they up. keep changing? You know, when this writer strike came on, we didn't know what else to say because someone's writing most this of This is stories. AI. Yeah. Right now, these are not even real voices. Yeah. <sighs> I listen. I watched a Wilt Chamberlain documentary, and literally at the front end of every episode, it was three episodes. At the front end of it, it says, Wilt's voice is used, an AI generator, uh, uses an AI generator, and we have been given permission from his family to do this. So wow. basically, they took every, you know, thing that he ever said, and they generate an AI Wilt Chamberlain. So he narrates some of his own story, but it's artificial. I was like, this is, you can do it's that so now. cool, but it's creepy, too. It's like, you could take Winston Churchill clips, I bet, and yeah. you can now, you know, speak, he could tell, he could tell the story. Yeah, he could. Yeah, by using his own words. Although we have a lot of, he could preach here one Sunday, bro. Huh? Guys, this morning, this week, I'm happy. No, Winston Churchill was not a preacher, mind you. No, that's a weird guy to pick for a guest. Yeah, but but you could be like, hey, what's guys, what's the morning, famous what's the famous Churchill thing that he said? Did he say fear itself? No, that was Roosevelt. That's Roosevelt. What did what is what was Churchill's big speech? Is big? He had like, many. Did he have like a quote um, that like we would be that I would remember? No. No. Yes, but I don't know. There's so much, and, and forgive me. Did you watch the Churchill movie with um, John Lithgow? No. Which, what a transformation. Yeah. John, John Lithgow Lithgow as amazing. Churchill. Amazing. Amazing. Actor. Like, how, how... I like Lithgow because he does, like, comedy, the silliest thing ever, Third Rock. Yeah. Uh, from the Sun, and then, like, he can do... I've seen him do scary movies. Yeah. He can do Harry and the Hendersons, the family movie. He can do anything. Well, in um, period pieces, the other guy that that did Churchill, shoot, the guy from Slow Horses. I don't know. You do know okay. Gary Gary Oldman? Oh, okay, he also did it. Yeah, and Oldman's another guy that can just like just turn into himself. anybody. He can be anybody. You know what I watched the other day? What's up? Air Force One. Get off my plane. It was on. Yeah, I, that that line came. Yeah, I was folding clothes or something. I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna leave this on. The president says, get off my plane. Yeah. It's a little fantastical. I like 
true lies when the guy's hanging from the missile at the end by his back trap, backpack strap or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's hanging from the Harrier jump jet. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger says, you're fired. And then he hits the button and fires the guy. That's, See, because it's a double entendre. Good. It's a double. Well, double entendre implies that it's inappropriate, wouldn't it? Well, he did blow the guy up. That's true. That's I don't, not super appropriate. I don't know. Yeah. It bothers me what you think is appropriate. <sighs> I apologize to but, our yeah. listeners. And I'm sorry my family had to see me. This is about the journal again. So. <laughs> it's about the journal again. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's like, yeah, those movies, they ha- you have to have a catchphrase. You kind of a. You know, you got to kill the guy and with an icicle and be like, "Ice to meet you" or whatever. Uh, Schwarzenegger also said that. Yeah, in Batman, he said, "Freeze to meet you," which is oh, stupid. Oh, freeze to meet you—that's yeah. way worse. Yeah, they were trying to avoid the cliche and made it worse. I don't know. He could just have said ice. The original Batman was along with with Michael Keaton the other day. Well, the original Batman would have been. You know what I mean? Jerry West. The first. No, not Jerry West. Adam West. Why am I saying Jerry West? Jerry West, Jerry West is he the, came off the Laker, court. The Lakers star. <laughs> and then he went. <laughs> that would be a great. I agree. You would never guess. Jerry West and Adam West had similar builds. There you go. You know, they were. It was back when you could be a superhero without having a lot of muscles. Yes. Like, can we bring that day back? Please. Like, let's set these unattainable goals for the kids. Come on. Come on, man. Because I want to put on a spandex outfit yes that i don't look good in yes and still be considered a big hero not be mocked right people to go children you know he's not much to look at but yeah. he shows up but he saved gotham yeah it's like green arrow okay sure you know you got green lantern out there whatever the magical ring green arrow i mean what does he what does he do i don't know i really he, don't know a lot about he green arrow can turn left whenever he wants <laughs> that's right that's the magic he's not he can't save the day but he's on time <laughs> He didn't get caught in traffic. Remember that old... We, we have mentioned this, that old stupid movie. What? Oh. Blank Man. No, the other oh. one. Uh, with uh, Ben Stiller. Oh, uh, Mystery Men. Mystery Men. Mystery Men's very underrated. Where he's Captain Furious. Yeah. He really has no... He just gets very angry. He just gets very angry. Yeah. Well, somebody was terribly mysterious. Well, he's terribly mysterious. Yeah. The Blue Raja. Because <laughs> he threw spoons. He's very mysterious. Well, that's his... Well, he's terribly mysterious. <laughs> oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> they get into a fight with the villains, and he's he's throwing spoons. Like, dude, would it kill you to throw a fork? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know. You know, uh, one of my favorite ro- Comedy Central roast comments ever was, Ben Stiller was on the dais. He wasn't actually being roasted, but, you know, you roast everybody that's there. Yeah. And somebody got up and said, like, Ben Stiller's here. And then they and Mystery Men had been out like a year earlier. And he goes, Mystery Men was so bad, I fired my agent. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a perfect line. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was great too, and very underrated. It had, uh, go watch. We're not. It's not a sponsor. No, but and we can't. I can't. I don't know the inappropriate content, but no, it's probably Man. terribly inappropriate, but terribly mysterious. Yeah. That was the that had uh, William H Macy. Yeah, another the, guy who can do anything. Yeah, as the shoveler. Yeah, and like his wife and him are having problems. You know, and he's like, but I just, I just was made for shoveling, and mm-hmm. she's like, baby. You can't shovel like no man I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> We're not selling the movie very well. It's a ridiculous film. It's ridiculous. But William H. Macy is another guy that can do anything. He can play any kind of character. He can play silly. He can play straight. He can play anybody. Also in Air Force One. Is he really? Yeah. What is he like? He's the... Side to... He's a supporting No, he's actor. the major, the Air Force major on the plane. Okay. He gets shot at the very, very end and saves the president. Well, don't ruin it. 
It's been out for 30 years or whatever. Oh, okay. Back when Harrison Ford looks no different. No, he, looked he the looks same so then. good. Yeah. He's still got abs. Speaking of superheroes, <sighs> Harrison Ford. I haven't Ford. seen the new one, by the way. Oh, it's very good. Okay. I was surprised. We okay. talked about like the apprehension of going to I'm, see it I'm because Crystal, saw, Crystal Skull I never saw. You said, don't see it. But I saw the new one and I really liked it. It's a very like nostalgia tornado piece. That's but, what we need. But it's very good. Just tell, answer me one question. Okay. Because what makes for me a Indiana Jones and Indiana Jones Is the Jones map movie. where he's, the line is going? Does it have that? I don't remember. Okay. Does it have Nazis? Yes. Okay. I need, that's it. He has to fight Nazis or it's not Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah. For me, the best If two. it's not got Nazis, I will not see it. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, guys, I want him to defeat so you're Nazis. saying if the aliens from the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull had been Nazis. I might be down for that. Like if you'd have yeah. told me that they were the ones puppet mastering Hitler or whatever. Yeah. That would have been a movie. It would have explained a lot. Honestly, yeah. Because how could you? Yeah, come on. Yeah, well, shouldn't have done that. Anyway, I uh, I enjoyed it, and you know, I don't know. It's got middling reviews. I think it did fine. Movies are kind of in a funk, you know. Yeah, COVID kind of put us on a weird track with movies. Of course, now there's the writer's strike, but so who knows what what's going to happen with entertainment? We were talking about last time my wife and I. It's been four months now. Yeah. So, like, is it is this our time? I, should we jump in the fray? Mm, should we be scabs? Write I, something? I should That could be. go on to be generationally great? Or at least like get through and get made because they're out of ideas? Wouldn't that be amazing? No. No. Cause I think it's that's kind of hurt a... The you industry. hurt the industry overall. Sorry, guys. We're not scabs. No. Even, why would you even bring it up, I'm John? sorry, guys. I didn't mean to. It was almost as if like it just came out of nowhere, not even from me. It was almost like I was laying in wait to say that to you. <laughs> I read an interesting article about that the other day. Okay. And that is that you got to think this through. All those studios are now owned by major conglomerate corporations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And now with the advent of the streaming services, part of the problem is is whoever's negotiating, they're not a union. Whoever's negotiating with the union for the studios, yeah. they've appointed this organization, you know. There's infighting among the organizations over what to do because they all are built so differently. For example, if you're Disney, right, you're ABC, mm-hmm. like the movies are a big deal yeah. for what they make for your company. But if you're Amazon, right, right studios, like you're, this is a side hustle for you. Yeah. Like they don't need, so they're going to have different interests, you know, right. or, or if you're Apple, like it's it's the it's the headphones it's the AirPods that are actually making you money. Yeah, you're probably losing money on your streaming service. Like yeah. you know, and you're trying you're to win trying to stay in the space and, and be relevant. Right. So they're not as nearly as upset or you know yeah. motivated to go settle so right. quickly. But it's not a monolith. But it's they're all on the same team, though. In theory, right. they have to all sort of come to a, a centered conclusion between varied interests about what to come to the table with in order to negotiate with the unions. That's always just interesting. And one thing, don't we all need to come? Aren't we all from varied interests? Aren't we, though? And don't we all need to at least eventually come to the table? This goes back to the road rage thing, though. We need to share the studios. There's a table in the road. Guys, get your table out of the road. Watch out. It's like... That's not safe. I've seen it a hundred (sighs) times. Don't drive in the table lane. Mm. (laughs) As it were. Uh, John, it's time that we go back in our shared history as we come to the table mm. for a segment we like to call Talk About Then. This week, 1993, John, the youngest girl 
ever to fly across the U.S. Uh, she flew from Maine and landed in San Diego three days later. Do you want to guess how old she was? 1993? Yeah. Why would that matter? Why does the year matter? <laughs> uh, because... Child labor laws? The, the further the history went, the okay. more we're allowing, especially women, okay. you know, to do things. Right. That it, so, I want to say, she flew solo? She, it just says, take off from Maine, she landed in uh, San Diego three days later. She might have had an assistant, I don't know. Nine years old. Eleven. Dang it. I was going to say twelve at Vicky first. Vicky Van Meter. Vicky Van Meter. Congratulations, Vicky. Yeah. She's probably still around. Uh, the Battle of the Sexes took place. Uh, a lot of people would say it's still going on, John. Mm. It's an ever-increasing war. Yeah. Not in my house. No. We're a partnership. Yeah. We're a simpatico. You We're are a egalitarian. All of it. Yeah. Uh, 50-50. Uh, Battle of the Sexes, though. Do you remember the Battle of the Sexes was the tennis match? Uh, highly hyped. 1973, this week. 20-year-old Billie Jean King beat... 55-year-old Bobby Riggs, who was kind of a misogynist. I think he was a, a radio personality, television personality. And he kind of was a loud mouth and was like, I could beat any woman tennis player. you know." So she played he him. Basically, so they played him. It was a huge, hyped you know, television event. She beat him three straight sets. And uh, it was a battle of the sexes. And they went on, you know, they went on talk shows, and I think they later became friends. I don't, wow. I don't, I can't remember exactly the end of the story, but I don't know. So there's no way to know. So. Uh, yeah. So congratulations to Billie Jean King. Uh, let's see. This is an interesting one. Sister Elizabeth Kinney, who was a polio nurse, she was born this week in uh, 1880. And the reason that that she makes the list is she developed a controversial treatment for polio. The conventional treatment of the day was to place the affected limbs in plaster casts or braces. Kenny's method was to apply hot compresses to the affected parts of the body, followed by passive movement of those areas to reduce what she called spasm. Her success with patients led to the opening of polio clinics across Australia. This is pre-vaccine, obviously. One of her patients was Alan Alda, the actor who went on to be on MASH and many other things. In Australia? Yeah. He contracted polio when he was seven years old. Kenny's principles of muscle rehabilitation became the foundation of modern physical therapy. Wow. So her techniques, and not just like, let's put them in a cast. Alan Alda's Australian? I don't know. Maybe, Sorry, he, was just one of, maybe he was a, uh, an expat. Maybe his family was there. Yeah. I need to figure that out. Why, Alan, why was Alan Alda one of her patients? Oh, maybe so she was from there. Oh, it says she was a Bush nurse, Australian Bush nurse. Let me see if she was treating there or if she was, yeah, polio clinics across Australia. So, yeah, so maybe he was in Australia for some reason. Wow. I need to find out why. That, that's what you take from this? Not that she founded no, modern sorry. physical therapy, yeah. but why was Alan Alda in Australia? I, I'm sorry, the brain... Doesn't You're like, the... squirrel! <laughs> I, need, I need you to focus here. <laughs> Good grief. There was a movie in 1946 called Sister Kenny, and it was based on her work. Okay. So we need to go figure that out. Anyway, finally, John. Uh, this week, uh, Ossip Bernstein, who was born September 20th, 1882. Okay. Uh he played a life-or-death chess game. Wow. You're going to like this. A Russian-French... Russian-French? Russian-French chess grandmaster. Try saying that five yeah. times wrong. Russian-French chess grandmaster. He's Russian and French? I guess. Okay. Russo-French. Uh, financial lawyer, also. Uh, in 1918, he was arrested in Odessa by the Bolshevik secret police in order to be executed by firing squad for being a legal advisor to bankers. 
So this is a trumped-up charge, evidently, maybe. Who knows? Who knows if it was legit? But he's going to be executed. As the firing squad lined up, an officer recognized the name of the great chess master. To prove that it was really him, the officer challenged him to a chess match. If Bernstein won, he would be set free. Otherwise, executed. Bernstein easily won and was released. Wow. Yeah. That's a great story. That's great. Yeah. So he gets out. He's just like, aren't you the guy with the... Would you? I mean, what would it be for you? It'd be like... Did you write the book? Blah blah blah, and you have to like come uh, up with I some. I need pros. you to tell me your story and let me collaborate. I on need it. you to <laughs> you come up with some prose right now that's going to wow <laughs> this firing squad. For me, it would obviously be jokes. It would be like make us laugh. They're the loaded gun. Make us laugh. Oh. If you're so good, and I got to bring it. That'd I don't be, even know what I would do. I don't think I would do it. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think I'd be here. No, I think you could do it. You think I could do it? Well, you got those. You got you got ten. Well, minutes. it is. A, they call it killing or dying. Like that's you know, it's a very aggressive yeah. medium. Yeah. So, yeah, it literally is. Well, except I'm not killing them. I'm, I'm escaping them. I felt kind of on the spot like that, not life or death. But so uh, we have a friend, uh, her daughter plays in the volleyball team for school. Yeah. And she's from Greece. Okay. And so we're sitting next to each other by the game last night. And so obviously she's fluent in Greek. I'm like, so I mean, I know some Greek, you know, from mm-hmm. sermon study. I used to do a lot of Greek study. And so... I felt this on the spot so for the next like 20 minutes. Yeah. I was kind of sitting, I was sitting there trying to think of the Greek words I know. Right. And a lot of it's biblical, right? Yeah, it's all biblical. Yeah. And so, but uh, Johnny, it's, all, it's biblical. all biblical. Come on now. But like, <laughs> Get I, my book now at Amazon.com. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was like I was a little in that deer in the headlight. Yeah. Like, okay, I know I know a bunch of words, but when I needed to come up with them, yeah, you know, it's kind of like the time I met with the big meeting and I couldn't say the word colloquialism. Oh, I was trying to convince them I could write and help them use colloquialisms. And I couldn't say it. Colloquial. Like it's, it's like, and I don't get on the spot kind of things like that very often, but I wonder if a firing squad, yeah, they're like, would that, look, would that snap it out of you? Look, you're a pastor. All right. And, and you preach from the new Testament. Yeah. Give us five Greek words. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, Oh man, you know, like I know them. Right. Let's or say Russian French chess grandmaster <laughs> 10 times real fast. Russian French chess grandmaster, Russian French chess grandmaster. It's like, uh, Sportscasters, I wonder if they do that because there's certain names in sportscasting uh-huh. and certain phrases they have to use every year. Like I wanted to do a video one time about people getting ready for rival rivalry week, <laughs> rivalry, and they they they're just rivalry week, rivalry week, rivalry week, and they can't rivalry week, and they're oh, like, yeah. they're just saying it over and over because they guys once again it's rivalry week, <laughs> but they but they always they keep getting it wrong. And one of them there's two there's Russell Westbrook and Russell Wilson who are two huge. Yeah. Hugely famous. You always want to say Russell Wilson. You can't if you if you don't make your brain say right. Russell first, you're going to say Russell. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. So it's rivalry week here. It talk about that. Wow, that's great. It's always rivalry. It's always it's so hard to say. It's always rivalry, rivalry week, week here, here because we are known ri- bitter rivals. Yes. Um, you must be stopped. Well, this is the best way. This yeah. is how. It's a long standoff with a firing squad. Like it is. If you guys are really podcasters, and neither prove of us it. have any weapons, no, or yeah. wit, wit, really, no, intelligence, and we can't play chess. No, actually, I love chess. Are you good at chess? Um, I'd say not. Like I'm good to beat children. I'm teaching how to play chess. Okay. Would that help? I just want to clip out where it says you're good to beat children. Just <laughs> make that a clip, and we. <laughs> John Driver's running for the Senate. Here's what he said about corporal punishment. I'm good to beat children. 
<laughs> Would you elect this man? <laughs> the pay, the pay screen by, goes dark. Paid for by Johnny W. For the <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played an adult in chess in so long. Yeah, my wife won't learn. I asked her, we we were passing a chess board at something that I was like, dude. Oh, we were at the family reunion and I had a chess board. I was like, let yeah. me teach you. We have time. We're sitting here. She's right. like, nope. Yeah, it's like, a lot. There's a lot of rules. Checkers is way simpler. I'm more of a checkers kind of guy. You you would be so good at chess. You think? Yeah. Because I think I think five moves ahead. Yeah. No, I don't. No, you don't. I don't. You're, I'm a re, I react to your move, so that's why. Like if you, I go okay. Now what do I got to do? I'm more of a react. Well, that's kind of how chess is. Yeah. It's not just your own strategy without someone else in but there. You're watching their body language. You're doing things it's like it's poker. Not a little poker. Bit. It's a little bit of poker. You're not you watching body language. You're not. No. You don't care about my body language. Like you can't. I shouldn't have been wearing sunglasses this po- whole time. Poker, you're hiding cards. Yeah. Chess, all the pieces are on the board and you can see them all. Now, guys. Won't that? Come on. Mm-hmm. Let's put all the pieces put on the board on your, out here. Yeah. Guys, all our pieces are on the board. 280 of them. Yeah. If you want to go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com, you can get every episode. Enjoy with your family. Mm. Maybe you're on a long road trip this fall break. We yeah. don't know. We don't care. We just want you to listen. Go to the website, though. There's a button you can click if you want to support the show. We love our supporters. Yeah. Smash that button. Smash that like button. Uh, yeah. And our videos are always on YouTube, too, so if you want to watch the episodes, yeah. you can see. And that's uh, on our website, too. They're very disfigured there. faces. Yeah. Uh, in addition to hearing our golden voices. Yeah. Go to johndriver.com if you want to hear, hear read John's published works. Mm. Always new book ideas in the works for John. John's got a couple of things he's working on now. Yeah. My website. It's johnnyw.com. J-O-N-N-I-E-W.com. Mm. New tour dates going up every day. We're all over the country, all over the Fruited Plain. Please buy tickets. Mm. I love it when people come out to shows. It's been such a blast this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it, cool. It's a cra- crazy amount of road travel coming Yeah, up it's a lot. Yeah, I'm gone like 10 of the next 12 days. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be fun, though. I'm excited. So well, we'll see you out there. We're proud of you. Thanks, Brian. Hang in there, buddy. Thank you. Hey guys, we're proud of you too for the time you spent with us today, and we'll do it again next week on Talk About That. life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.